This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. And the Pride of West London, yes it is, 6,500 bees went to Fulham last Friday and they absolutely crucified their West London neighbours on Good Friday. Fair play, it's had to be said, a good time was had by all. So Friday morning, early breakfast, where I met the rabble for a few breakfast beers. Then on to the boat for more post-breakfast beers. <laughs> then after that for more post-boat beers. And then absolute mayhem in the stadium. I'm Billy Grant, and I've got the usual rebel with me, Mr David Lane. It was a good laugh, wasn't it? Uh, it was just stunning, mate. Um, I must admit, when I got up at silly o'clock to, to go and get on another boat, I was thinking, oh, I don't know, this this could go one or two ways. You know, we, it felt like we were setting off. Uh, you know, too too much plans had been taking place. It was too much. It was too much sort of at stake. It seems, but um, the way the, the way the game and the way the uh, the day panned out, it, it couldn't have been any better. To be honest, it was just a brilliant, brilliant day. Um, you know, the result was all important, but you know, beating Fulham. Having having a scoreline that didn't didn't make them go oh we should have had another penalty you lucky win it was down to the referee blah 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 you know we actually we actually give them a proper proper beating so um uh, they've they've retired to uh, under their stones haven't they they're not they're not really sort of uh, not really playing playing banter are they this year they're, they're just sort of taking it and uh, yeah and licking their wounds I think that's right and uh, they think possibly you know if they can survive the drop and uh, we don't do what we want to do, then they'll go back for stage two next year, which we probably will be quite looking forward to. So uh, also in the studio, the Allard, Matt Allard. How are you, Matt? Very well, very well. I had a cracking day out on Friday. Um, it started early. The, 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 the stout complimented the black pudding very well for um, breakfast. <laughs> so um, that, that's worth bearing in mind, anyone out there. And, um, and that set the day up perfectly. Excellent, excellent. And Mr. Nick Cartu, Nick, have you recovered as yet? 
Yeah, I have. Yeah, I was um, pleased to meet, pleased that I wasn't on the boat, um, but I met a few jolly characters rolling off as it arrived, pulled into Putney Pier. Scared? Uh, so was... Scared? No, 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 no. I was just glad that I was able to make sure that uh, everybody got to a place of safety in time. Doing okay. my responsible citizens act. That's what I say. It's like, it's like Dad, isn't it? Dad, Nick. Cheers, Nick. Thanks for that. <laughs> anyway, and later on, we're also going to speak to Jarby Rams. Things haven't been going according to plan. They're expecting their promotion party around now, and it hasn't quite happened. So we'll be speaking to Jarby Rams a bit later on. But first of all, let's have a little listen back to what happened at the weekend against Fulham. And also, don't forget Bank Holiday Monday, where we uh, came back from the dead again against Forest, 2-0 down, with, well... You know, not very long to go, and hotter in the last minute yet again. Let's see what the fans have to say about that in the pub. Good Friday should be re- renamed Good Judge Day. He was fantastic. Judgment the, Day. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. The entire team the, um, put in a real shift and were a credit. Um, and seeing six and a half thousand Brentford fans applauding that team off the pitch, they well deserved it. I've been known to be cynical, yes. but uh, today was was delirium. We weren't at our, on our A game today, but then yeah, we did enough. The goals were great, four great goals. It was enough. It was enough. They didn't really offer up much, to be honest. Not great performance, but a four-one win at Fulham our neighbours and um, there'll be a few Brentford supporters will look at this today and they will say I was there on um, is it Good Friday? Yeah I, I, I did predict a 3-1 but to be honest in my head I was thinking this is going to be really hard work and the first half I think you know we did okay second half we were brilliant for 20 minutes until that decision which I've got to see again because we didn't like penalty to me at all. The penalty decision. decision. I just, I I, I need to see that again, but that didn't look like a penalty to me in any way or form. But we'll see when when I see it again. And then kind of the balance tilted a little bit and I did start to become a bit nervous. All the old nerves were back. But once we got that third goal, we were just back and it was just unreal, unbelievable. I'll tell you what, Bill, the singing section absolutely worked. What it did today, it set a precedent and it set a vibe so there were there was an area that created an atmosphere and everyone fed off of it. Now, everyone was also standing in that section. Everyone in uh, P6 and P7 was standing from the bottom to the top, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's a different argument, though. I mean, no, but, no, but they were. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, obviously you, then you got a vibe off the performance and then, like, to, to go a goal up um, was just stunning. Um, the second goal was another beaut. I mean, like, Stuart Dallas, well, I mean... You know, I, I was worried that he'd go away. I thought he'd worry he'd go away for an international duty and come back knackered. He, yeah. looked, he looked like he was on on a different level. And then, and then, that their that their goal was their penalty wasn't a penalty. Um, and then the the, the the third and the fourth goals with the icing on the cake, absolute icing on the cake. But for me, look, you got absolute bravado. Of course, we're going to absolutely wallow in this victory. But for me, the most important thing is. Fulham weren't the worst I've seen them this year, and we've beaten them off the park, which bodes well for the rest of our fixtures. So listen, my man, you, you, you said you Fulham men, you said you're very impressed with Brentford today, yeah? Very impressed the way they play, the way they pass. So so impressed, and, and so every Brentford fan I met, so nice, really enjoyed. I mean, the thing about it is that you know, you get into the Premiership, you'll stay up. Crystal Palace, it's the weakest Premiership, you'll stay up easily. 
this We've step. had our day in the sunshine. We've, we've been the Premiership 13 years, been to the Europa League final. We've had our day in the sunshine. And that's how it goes. That's how it goes in football. We're no Liverpool or, uh, or Manchester United, so that's it. We've had our day in the sunshine. I was at the 4-0 in 92. Uh, it, this is the best season ever, the best, the best quality of football. I think we just... Gave them too much of the ball, but they were actually an all right team. There was a lot of the ball to play in the midfield. We weren't all over them in their box and, and, and vice versa. Tumani was the best player today. He, he, he was like a spider. He, he was three, four steps ahead. I, I, I actually thought we never got into, you know, we never got out of sort of third gear. You know, we, we were there, we, we, we were there sort of managing things. And, you know, I, I, maybe the scoreline flattered us, but equally, that, that's, that, that is a, ultimately it's a team going up versus a team going down. All great goals, but at the same time, it's sort of all, all, also underlined that as a team, we didn't, I don't think we performed fantastically. Very early on, Pritchard was anonymous uh, and a, a rare bad performance from him. I thought Gray didn't really perform. Um, and it took that great strike from Dallas on both sides of the half-time whistle to uh, really set us off. Fulham didn't look very good at all, I didn't think. I thought they had not. They offered very little up front. The penalty they had was no penalty. Gave us a shaky five minutes after. But, you know, Grace should have made it freedom before anyway. We were the better side. The best, best team won. And this is a massive confidence boost for Monday. I was in said singing section and I remember towards the end of the game, I mean, the atmosphere was amazing today anyway. I remember towards the end of the game, started a song myself and within three seconds, it had spread like wildfire and the whole place was up singing. The atmosphere was incredible today. I think the singing section helped. It's a massively close league, but after a 4-1 at Fulham, I'm not even looking at the table. The double over Fulham in the league at the start of the season, if we were 20th and we'd done that, it would be dream world. We're in the mix, money's a big one, but let's enjoy today, mate. Up the beast. I've got the Forest Boys here and I've put my get out of jail card on the table. <laughs> and they said, oh my God, I've seen this a earlier in the stadium, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we saw it, we saw it. We thought we were off for the 2 1. We thought, well, to be fair, 2 0, we were, we were in cloud nine. It was fantastic. 2 1, we thought, yeah, we'll get away with this. And then we just couldn't hold out to the end. I don't think you performed. I don't think you performed to your... the way the, What we'd seen at the City ground when you came to us, you weren't the same team. And I think we came with a better game plan. We, we, we sat back with about nine men behind the ball and we just soaked it up and we hit it on the break. And we hit it on the break well. The, the actual result, a win would have been great, but because we do not get on with Derby, we'd have sooner walked away with a loss if we couldn't get the draw. Because that would damage Derby more. With Derby and we wish you guys well. With Derby winning 2 0 today, I'd, you know, great for us as a Forest fan, don't ever want to see us lose, but I don't want to see the sheep shaggers go up. Trust us, you're going to have the whole of Nottingham that like football behind you guys when you play Derby. And some of Derbyshire. <laughs> he lives on the border. But seriously, we really want you guys to do well against Derby. And we wish you well. I say four points over Easter. That's where I say. I think that's not, not a bad return over the Easter fixtures. I honestly would have taken a point before Craven Cottage, uh, at Craven Cottage, to see us humiliate them on their patch and then get a point against Forest. I don't think that's the end of the world necessarily. Um, I think it just it gets it just gets a bit it gets get a bit pointy, you know. We've seen, we've seen 
seen a couple of matches beforehand. We've seen the fixtures come in. We know exactly how it affects the, the, the shake-up of the playoff, the playoff zone. And, you know, a, po a point's not really good enough in context of what happened elsewhere. But really, I don't know, I think four points over is just pretty good, Bill, to be honest. And, you know, we go to Derby and we will get a point or we will win. And it depends on Derby. I, 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 don't, I don't think we'll go there and lose. I, I, I think I think we could go there and win. I think, I think maybe as well, leaving out Dougie wasn't such a smart move. Maybe he needed a rest. Um, to be honest, you've got to see it as two points dropped. I'm starting to worry a little bit about our home form. Um, but who knows? At this stage of the season, um, whoever can pull out the result, you know, we can still be there. Well, I think he took a bit of a gamble playing just the one holding midfield player. Um, I mean, we talked about it on the bus down. If he's going to go excited and play Judge and Pritchard together, which I'm a great supporter of, who do you drop? Dallas after two goals, Hotter with his pace, Dave after man of the match at Fulham, or Dougie? And he chose Dougie, and I think we, we missed Dougie. We looked a bit vulnerable through the middle, long ball upset us every time. And I think we were a bit lucky to get the two goals. But, and, you know, to have only taken two points out of nine at home. If we'd have got the other seven, we'd be top of the league tonight. So it just shows you, against poor opposition, it just makes you think we should have strengthened in the window. I mean, we are becoming a last ten-minute team. We scored twice in the last ten minutes today, and at Fulham, and at home against Millwall. So, you know, that is our strength. We keep going. We never know we're beat. And that's a great thing, you know, to get something out of the game today from 2-0 down. Absolutely superb. A lot's going to come down to our game at Derby um, next, next Saturday. That's going to be a real cruncher now. So I'm looking forward to it. Up the bees! So that's what the fans had to say after the match. It was... Uh... A great weekend. And like I said, there's not a lot to say about that. I mean, the Fulham game, lots and lots. I mean, it brought that good memories that did. Just listening to the fans gushing after that game. And even the Fulham fans, they gave us props, took their head to Brentford, said fair play to you and uh, didn't rate their chances too much. As for the Forest game, get out of jail card. Can't be too unhappy about that. Four points over the weekend. Probably would have taken that before the weekend. Forest fans were a bit gutted, but interestingly said they would preferred if we had got all three points in retrospect, bearing in mind the game we've got on Saturday against Derby. Boys, let's just chat about that bank holiday weekend. It was sunny, it was a bit rainy, but it was all joyous, wasn't it? It was joyous. I, I think it, I think to expect six points looking back at it was 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 going to be a tall ask. I mean, if if we if we were going to go up automatically, then you know we we'd have had to have taken both of them. I think I think realistically now it just shows shows us up for for what we are. We're a very very good championship team who uh, who probably deserves their place in the playoffs. And um, I think that's I think that's where we need to focus our attention now. Um, you know, the the point against Forest it seemed it seemed a bit of a disappointment, obviously. You know, to, to to claw it back in the last minute again was you know euphoric, but um, you know we, we shouldn't have been in that position. A, a team that goes straight up, they they would have won that game. So, um, but yeah, it, it sets it up. We, five games to go. We can see it all now clicking into place. We can see what we need to do every game. Um, you know, it, it's a shame 
Wolves won in the last minute. I, I think Leeds coming back was 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 exciting. As again, you know, it was another twist. So um, yeah, we got to go to Derby, um, and we got we got to do a job. I think I'll take a point now. Um, so uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a great weekend. Absolutely brilliant. It's interesting. I mean, we're talking about the whole weekend, and I mean, going back to that 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 Millwall game. We came back from the Millwall game and uh, we were sort of, you know, slightly elated that we'd saved ourselves a point. We thought that's okay. And everyone felt all right at the pub. But then what really got us down after that was when Ipswich scored a very late goal. And that was like that kind of stuck the knife in. And again, I think this week is when we came out of that game before we've rescued a point. That's all right. We're still doing okay. And I think when Wolves scored that late goal, it almost felt worse than the fact that if we'd actually lost against Forest on, on, on Monday, for me anyway. Yeah, it, it, it was almost the opposite, wasn't it, to Friday when we were in the pub after the game and um, Bournemouth got the equaliser against Ipswich. Um, and we all, you know, celebrated in some respects, those of us looking at the playoffs rather than, you know, going up automatically. Um, so, yeah, it's been like it, the, the two sort of last home games, they've been like double whammies, haven't they, really? We're just, we're just not quite doing it at the moment. And... Um, but, you, but we're still in there. And I think if you look at some of the fixes still to come for the teams around us, um, we've still got every opportunity. I've got to say, and I'm going I'm to put it into the pot. I mean, Fulham, interestingly, you know, they lost 4-1. They said, oh, no, it wasn't as bad as it, you know, it, it, the score was, wasn't reflected of the game. We were unlucky. I mean, they're talking about today saying they're as good as any of the teams up top, whatever that's meant to mean. I don't know if that's to dig directly at us or, you know, just saying that they can match all the teams at the top. But, you know, if I remember rightly, they got well and truly spanked by Bournemouth. We well and truly spanked them. So I don't know what they're talking about there. But, you know, you could also turn around and say that they were probably not a little bit unlucky at times or they just didn't take their chances normally like what we do. And we actually took our chances. No, Bill, I disagree with that. Fulham were a poor team. Um, <laughs> I was trying to give a bit of credit there. Uh, that's very kind, you, very kind of you, but they were a poor team. Um, they are deservedly where they are in the league. Um, and unless they get a lot better, they're going to find themselves struggling next season as well. I think their result last night probably guaranteed that they won't get relegated. Um, I have to say, though, that I also thought Dave was being a bit kind. Um, our home form is, has not been good. Um, and I thought Forrest were there for the taking. We didn't start again in the first half. Um, and I can't, you know, Forrest had played on Good Friday as well. So we can't use tiredness as an excuse. Um, I came away from the Forest game quite a bit depressed, really. Um, fantastic to score in the very last minute with literally the last kick of the game to equalise. But, you know, we can't keep on doing that. And even if we get into the playoffs, um, that ain't going to get us into a, the championship final, is it? I don't know. I'm torn, I'm torn between two, two, two trains of thinking, to be honest with you, Nick. You know, um, yeah, it, it was... We should we could have, should have beaten Forrest. Um, but I think... I think there's a certain amount of reality check that needs that needs to be needs to be called upon, you know. And I, and I had this conversation, almost had an argument with someone on the train on the way back later on. And he was like, "Oh, it's typical Brentford, same old Brentford. It's all there for the taking." They blow it up. But you got to remember where we are, and you know, 
I, I, I know that he's a, he's a different Brentford and they are different players and we've got a different budget and we've got different aspirations. But really, this is our first season up and, you know, it, it, we're, we are that close to the playoffs and we it looks like it's going to go to the wire again. Um, and, you know, we, we probably will go into that last match of the season with some massive prize still possible. And I just, I just really think that, you know, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna, it is a roller coaster ride. There will be ups, there will be downs along the way, but it's just an, the most amazing season, and and I, it just shows you how, you know, how consistently at a high level you've got to be in this division. And you know, this this team haven't fallen short often. You know, not not in, not even on the fingers of one hand this season. And if, if that's if that's just sixth or seventh or fifth, then you know, I'll take it all day long, mate. My only worry is that we lack the killer instinct. We lack, you know, when it comes to the big, big games, we just can't get, get over the line. I agree with you totally. I mean, sitting here, I'm thinking, why am I moaning about this? You know, because we're having a fantastic season and a great time. But just if we could just get that killer instinct in us, if everybody could just focus on their roles and what they're meant to do, I think, you know, we could have we could be challenging for the automatic rather than for the playoffs that we're talking about. I, mean, I, think, the, I think the thing is, Nick, is, and, well, to, to everybody, is that I think what, frust, what, what is frustrating people is that it's really tight and there's not two teams running away with it that obviously are going to go up. We can all see these opportunities and then when we drop a point here, we drop or two points here or two points there, <laughs> then we all, you know, there's a little bit of frustration amongst us because um, you could argue that you know we we've dropped seven points at home in the last three home games, and if you took those seven points, we all know where we'd be in the league now. But I I, I think it's because other teams keep dropping points as well, or a number of the teams keep dropping points as well, that we that, that we sort of get frustrated. We don't take our chances. But I, I agree with Dave to be honest. I just think it's been a brilliant season, and um, let's just just keep going and see what we can where we can end up. But I'm not going to be disappointed if we finish seventh. I'm not going to be gutted. I'm, I don't think. I will be gutted if Wolves finish above us, um, and I've got to, we've got to take it from 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 that lot again because they they were they were the the, the least gracious victors I've, I think I've ever seen, and um, to 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 have them over two games would be just it could be purgatory. But um, I think we've got the beating of them, um, so you know, I, mean, I think if we can help, if we can, if we can hang on in there, you know, yeah. we've got to start talking about what, what, who we who we prefer. Well, we, I mean, again, you know, and this is like, you know, this is the sixth. This is us trying to make sure that we get to sixth place. And I mean, you talk about walls, and the ironic thing about it is that if we, you know, if we talk about um, bookies and, and facts and figures and models or whatever you want to say, um, the, the team that shouldn't be in the top six is actually Wolverhampton Wanderers. I mean, the t- you know, if anyone's meant to, be, meant to be there till now, you know, according to the bookies and all them stats, is meant to be Ipswich. So the fact is that if Wolves sneak in over us. Which hopefully they won't do. That just make that's going to make you feel actually even more gutted because what I'm trying to say is that Wolves technically, according to the bookies, should be finishing below us. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? I I, I think I think Wolves have got a tough task if you look at their next three games. They got they're away at Birmingham, um, and that's going to be a massive game for for you know all sorts of different reasons, not just. Uh, because Wolves are in the playoffs. I think Birmingham are going to be way, well up for that. And then they play Middlesbrough away, and then they play Ipswich at home. So, you know, we in, in three games' time, it, this all could look very, very different for Wolves. To talk about three games' time, I mean, again, my sort of reasoning is that I think that if we win, th- if we win three games, 
if we win three games, we're probably in the playoffs. Three games out of five. Yeah, I would I would agree with that, Billy. Um, and I think, you know, we can send a clear message out by going and getting a result at Derby on Saturday. Um, uh, Sheffield, Sheffield on next Tuesday is going to be an interesting one. Um, we've always done, we've done relatively well at Sheffield in previous seasons, in the city of Sheffield in previous seasons. So yeah. perhaps uh, that, that's a good omen. And then, yeah. but the crucial, the crucial one is that we actually beat Bolton at home uh, in 10 days time or however long it is um, on that Saturday. Because that, if we lose that one at home or if we draw that one at home, I think that really does say goodbye to our playoff uh, hopes. Yeah, we've got a problem with Sheffield, though. Their pitch is absolutely atrocious. Um, so that's that's really not going to help us. So uh, um, I, 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 I'm looking to go there and win. Um, and I, I think a draw, I think a draw um, would suit us at, at Derby. Um, I think that's going to be a ferocious atmosphere. Uh, um, and then you're right, Nick. Darb, um, the uh, the Bolton match. Um, and then we obviously got the, we got a massive game at Reading. You know, we're going to take a lot of fans there again. Um, if we can if we can repeat what happened at Fulham down at down at uh, the Majeski, then you know that could be a that could be a memorable train journey back um, <laughs> after the Reading game. So and then we've also got Wigan last day of the season. You know, all to play for. You know, you can read a lot into each match. You know, Forest showed us that we thought that they would be you know writing off their season, and and you know although it was mathematically possible, would they really be up for it? They were really up for it. So. You know, there's not going to be one easy game there. I'm just wondering, because obviously, you know, the barometer has risen. You know, we talk about the beginning of the season where people thought we'll finish just above if we're lucky out of the, out of the relegation zone. You know, then we start to play well, beat some good teams. Then all of a sudden we rise and we rise. And all of a sudden you've got a, a disappointment because we've actually dropped out of the playoffs for, you know, for the second time since November, I think it is. So obviously the barometer has risen. You know whether or not we should or shouldn't be there. Obviously, we're a great team, so yes, we should be. As opposed to the other teams, yes or no or maybe. But then from that from that disappointment, then you start getting people really picking holes as well. Um, you could pick holes probably similar to like what we used to pick holes with Brentford when we should have gone up, as we said when we when we missed the penalty against Doncaster. Yeah, maybe we should have done that this year, but then a lot of people said that we were more prepared the following year because our team was more rounded and they had more experience and so on and so forth. And you know, also, you know, maybe we've got a similar situation this year. We've come out of the um out of the division one, we're doing very well in the championship and we're competing against some very good teams and at the end of the day, you know, you would argue to say that if we were back in division, you know, division one, we'd be, you know, we'd be flying. But we're still learning the trade, and yes, playing differently and not necessarily flying, firing on all cylinders all the time. That ain't necessarily going to happen. But you know, neither are Bournemouth firing all cylinders all the time. Neither are Ipswich firing all cylinders all the time. Watford, they're winning and losing. So. You know, it's very easy for us to pick holes in our team. And I know quite a few of the players are getting quite upset because they're thinking that, you know, fans are picking on them and saying this, that and the other. I mean, I think that there's there's definitely a difference between, you know, constructive criticism, which people might have when they talk about certain things, and people who just go out and just outwardly slag players and so on and so forth, which is, is which is it's not necessarily because we're meant to be on the same side. But at the end of the day, I think this all stems out of this frustration that you're talking about because everyone wants to do the same thing and, and wants to win. I think the, the, a great point from that is you, you um, the fact that we didn't go up 
from that Doncaster penalty and the oval the oval playoff that puts in a stronger position for the following season. Um, and there's a lot of analogies between Bournemouth's process um, progress last last season and 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 ours. Um, they they got a lot of they got a lot of um, plaudits last year and a lot of, they had a great momentum towards the end of the season and there was talk about them reaching the playoffs. But Bournemouth finished the season finished the season in tenth place on sixty six points. We we've got we've got four more points than they had last year already and we've got five more games to go. So we are way ahead of where Bournemouth were. Um, and you know everyone's saying, "Oh, Bournemouth went close last year." They didn't. They didn't go as close as us. So you know, if if we don't go up, we are in a tremendous position to to, to sort of kick on from here. So you know, I, I I will be I will be slightly frustrated if we don't make the playoffs because we're so close. Um, but I can I can I can see the bigger picture too. Again, I'm I'm just being, not going to be devil's advocate here, but. Some people will turn around and say, that's great, Dave, but what about the continuity? If the manager isn't there, you never know some of the players like Malieve. And, you know, I'm not I'm just saying that, that that's the arguments that people will throw into the pot, though, won't they? Bill, that's, where, that, that's the point I was going to make. I think, uh, you know, to introduce a bit of Latin and culture into this podcast, carpe diem, seize the day. Um, the championship next year is going to be very tough with the teams that are going to come down. Um, and... You can't rely on your second season in the championship being as good as your first. I mean, yes, Dave's right about Bournemouth, but conversely, look actually at where Yeovil are now, which they're just about to slip down into League Two, aren't they, given their their uh, rise when they beat us. I just think you have to go for it when you get the chance. Oh no, I 100% agree. I'm, I'm not. I'm not disputing that. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go here, there, and everywhere for the rest of the season just just so I can sort of say, oh well, here's to next year. I'm I'm going to these games, hoping, wanting, urging us to to, to make the playoffs, and I, and I will I will be disappointed. What all I'm saying is, you know, if we don't, we've got to kind of go. That was brilliant. Um, let's let's you know. We are not. We are not going to go backwards in terms of the players. If players do go, it, they will be leaving, so we we can improve on the shortcomings in certain areas in this season. It's 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 highlighted our home form in the last last few weeks. Has highlighted we we do have weaknesses. Um, you know, we 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 were we we should have we should have strengthened in the transfer window. We didn't. You know, we 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 are paying the price for. For, for not strengthening in, in key areas. Um, and just quickly, uh, quickly, sorry to interrupt you, Dave, but strengthening isn't a disrespect to the players that are there. Not it's at almost all. Like, you know, it's almost like what you're saying is that players are going to come in and help the players that are there. So of if course. it's a case of somebody sit, sitting on the bench for 12 games and then coming off on that 13th game because one of our players is so knackered that that 13th game, he come on for 15 minutes and actually kind of bring something to the game. That's That's kind of what we're talking about, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah, and sometimes players need a rest at this level, and then then they they can learn from their however many appearance they have. When they come back in, they're stronger and and, and they're better equipped. It's, it's it's all a learning process. A learning process for us is a learning process for the players. And just because certain players may have struggled this season, I, I wouldn't write them off. They had brilliant campaigns last year. It, it's about adapting to your to your new circumstances and your new surroundings. And some sometimes. You struggle straight away, and then all of a sudden it clicks, and you you know you you wonder why you 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 know it wasn't going quite so right a few weeks previously, you know it's 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 just it's it's a constant evolution, and that you know I, I'm not advocating a wholesale 
get rid of loads of players. If all the players that have been in that team or are in that team currently earn our respect and earn loyalty. And, and just we, we we've hit a part of the season where we've got um it's five five games in fifteen days. And we I felt on Monday we probably in you know in certain areas in the last fifteen minutes we had players that looked like I know I know we scored two goals, but we we still had players that looked like you know they they maybe needed a rest. We, we needed another player in here or another player in there. Um, so I, I agree with Dave. I think we didn't quite strengthen enough, and um, and to some extent we're paying the price for it. Bring it back. Just want to bring it back to the Forest game because I just think it's quite interesting because he was a player who was at Brentford for a period of time, and you know it's not you know the, the, it's not not even rumours, but we know that he didn't quite fit in because uh, let's just say maybe the attitude from coming from Arsenal, he didn't really try to become a Brentford player and uh, didn't particularly get on with uh, quite a few of his teammates. So uh, Akpom, that was quite interesting him coming on because he he didn't really have a he didn't have a great look in there, did he? I think the interesting thing for next season is that I don't think any player will look down on Brentford and say that's too small a club for me to go to. And that's been a real result from this season as well. Uh, the the coverage, media coverage we've got, style of football we play, and I'm sure we'll continue to play it next season, Whoever whoever's the manager or the, the head coach, means that players actually will want to come to Brentford um, and I guess that in previous years, previous history, including the chap you're referring to, I think he probably thought that he was coming to too small a club for his abilities. He'll, he'll uh, pay the price for that. He'll pay, he'll pay a high price for an attitude like that at some stage. He it, 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 it isn't, it isn't too good for anywhere. You know, Arsenal, Arsenal basically you know, loaned him out. Um, if if he if he honestly believes he's he's too good for for anything less than the Premier League, he's he's wrong. Um, and you know he'll, he'll get so many chances, and then he'll end up on the scrap heap. So um, you know I'll, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry over him. He's um, you know he, he he dissed our club massively. So. Uh, so. See you later, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. We will probably see him later because, well, uh, I think Forrest reckon that they might have him for for all the next season as well, which is you know probably something that he needs to uh, to get his head into gear and to realise that you know he can actually play with uh, the minnows and you know players that are sort of less sort of kind of you know less large as him, you know. I don't think he looked that. But I don't, he didn't particularly set the world on fire on Saturday, did he? Or you know, no, no, he no, didn't. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. no well, Anto- again, Antonio did. Don't Antonio yeah. looked a great player. Uh, he was. I'd sign him up any day of the week. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's he's a great player. He's a strong player. He's a fast player, and he's a he's a very expensive player as well. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, but no, but to be fair, but Antonio, you know, he always he's. He's known as the threat, and obviously, you know, this is the thing that people forget that at the beginning of the season, what's the beginning of the season? Forest were like, they thought that they thought they'd be up by November, didn't they? I mean, well, they, they were they were cruising. There might have been people that supported Forest that thought that, but um, I, I, you know, we, we got to go back to Stuart Pearce. There's, there's never been any evidence to suggest that he was going to come in and um, get a team promoted in his first season. No, and but, I mean, you, you look at. Forest team, they're, 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 they've got a great chance of, uh, of uh, adding to that and being a, a real, real challenge next year. You know, they, they, they have got, they've got the raw ingredients there to, to really, to really sort of make a challenge. So, uh, yeah, um, 
and, and, and and on the flip side, I'm you know just talking about bringing it back to the Forest team because it's you know it's interesting because we're playing a team who's mid-table, <laughs> it's pushing for the playoffs, you know. But again, we talk about next season. If we're in this league next season, they're going to t- they're going to be a team that we're going to have to to deal with. And interestingly, you know, they brought the Akpom in. He, he got a start. He went off injured. Uh, couldn't handle it. Then they brought on uh, Kyle Walker, who's Des Walker's son. Who, to be fair, I mean, he missed that chance in the first half, but he he took his goal really well. And for them, you know, he, he does look like one for the future, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, he 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 sort of turned Tarkowski inside out, didn't he? And um, left him on his ass. Um, it, it, it's an interesting one, though. Do you think? Do you think Friedman will stay? Friedman will stay there as manager. Uh, I wonder. I wonder whether Forrest think um, have have enough respect for Friedman. Actually, I think he's done a decent job where he's been at various places, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's obviously he's done all right, you know, at certain places, Palace and that. But you know, it's interesting because he's already he is already talking about next season as he would do. You know, I'm going to I'm going to change the attitude of Forrest next season. I'm going to do this for next season. So he's in his mind, he's thinking I'm going to be here, and he's doing his sales pitch to ensure that his bosses buy into his philosophy. I think Forest fans have been brought up um, watching um, a better style of football. I mean, they they, they didn't play a lot of, of of slick stuff. You know, we we uh, they they really did go route one on us, didn't they? And they did park the bus for the re- for the rest of it. But when they did break, they they showed the kind of players they they have got ball. That you know, just, uh, if they're unleashed and they're but, given ball to run at players, players they're going to scare the living daylights out of you. Which is true. I mean, obviously, we spoke to the Forest fans after the game, but actually, if you li- read a couple of the Forest blogs on uh, blogs out there, and I one read one view, review in particular. Where to be honest with the guy, he's, he actually got a ticket in the Brentford end. Obviously, he couldn't get a ticket in the Forest end. And uh, he wasn't particularly uh, overly glowing with his review of either side. And, uh, you know, even though he said, yes, we should have won. And I thought it was really great that we really won. The football was awful. The the, 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 the skills were awful. Everything was terrible about the game. Um, you know, he wasn't particularly happy, you know. So I, maybe they're still not overly sold. I, yeah, I think I think uh, I think Prima will have a tough job there because if he doesn't play football in the right way, they are not gonna. Um, you know, he, he'll be struggling if they're running eighth and playing long ball football. I think I, I'm not sure he's the man for that job. Well, apart from he got his tactics right because, as we know, we struggle against long ball. Um, and it, and so it proved again on Saturday. Um, but Bill, you talk about that Forest fan who was in the home end. Also in the home end was Lee Dixon. And looking at his Twitter feed after the game, I see that he actually really enjoyed standing on the terrace. His credit to him as well. None of this fancy in any box or any hospitality. Thank you very much indeed. And he also uh, made some um, very pertinent points about the way that Brentford played. And he was generally... Quite, quite impressed and uh, I'd far rather listen to what Lee Dixon said than some Forest fan said because uh, Lee Dixon's been there done it and won it yeah I, and again and if you're a top team Bill I don't think you can I don't think you can really expect a sort of kind of out out tactic and park the bus and just hit people on the break you know we, you, you need an ethos and I think that the teams that have done particularly well this season all the ones that are up there they've got a brand of football and they play it week in week out and they don't care who they're playing they don't really deviate from that they let other they let the lesser teams like Forest worry about them 
Um, and you know, if they can grab a point by by being that negative, it it only gets you so far. It'll only get you to mid table. It'll make you survive probably. Um, you know, Brentford and Bournemouth and Watford and Middlesbrough. They they they've gone out there. They set their stall out week in week out, and they they go and play their football. And it's it's proven that most times it gets you a win if you're good enough. And you know, it's about being good enough and having the confidence to 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 not. To not worry about other people, um, and that's 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 what I've loved most about this season is we're Brentford, we play football, we'll go toe to toe with you, and we'll beat you. And listen, bringing it to Wolves, I have to bring it back to Wolves because again, last season, and I've mentioned this before, uh, they made some crucial moves at the right time. Kenny Jacket, like I said last Christmas, you know when they're looking at the transfer market, they looked right. We're going to bring in a player. Um, we they had uh, Rotherham. Dicko was banging in the goals for Rotherham. Uve pulled uh, Dicko from Rotherham. My presumption at the time was that he was going to send him to us because I thought he was going to give us a little Christmas present. And I remember speaking to Frank McParland at the time and I said, you know, Frank, we're looking at Dicko. And he said, yeah, yeah, we're looking at him. We're looking at him. And I thought, yeah, 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 Dicko, that'll be good. And you know, like I said, that's just after the, the franchise, the MK Don's game. And then I was so surprised when he went to Wolves. And uh, I think that he was an integral part of why they just kind of went on from strength to strength. And then again, this time, they came up tremps when they got Adobe, um, a, a phobie uh, at Christmas time. And I just thought, they've just done it again. What they've done is they've strengthened at the right time. Doesn't mean they've disrespected any of their other strikers. They've still got Sacco. They've still got Dicko. But they've also pulled in a phobie. So they've got their options in there, so on and so forth. And he's gone in. He's been banging in the goals. He's banged in the goals again. And it just worries me because they just kind of pulled a trump card you know you might turn around and say it could have gone wrong for them but you know it just kind of makes you feel a bit gutted because you sort of think you know that they, they the strength and depth in in that field or that area is obviously deeper than than, than what we've got and uh, and also he's one of their own players as well you know he's actually a Wolves player which I'm not knocking it's great that we've got loan players and that coming in but it just worries me that thing about Wolves where I don't know if they've just got this last little late injection which might push them over the line I'm just hoping the fixtures catch up with them. Um, I, but I, yeah, I agree with what you say. When you watch them, they are they have got pace and strength up front that is, um, you know, can be quite scary to watch. Um, I, I, I suppose in some respects, I'm glad we're not playing them next. I'd much rather be playing Derby than Wolves. But you know, you you, you never know. They've won four on the spin. Um, are they going to keep winning? There's a, you know, I don't think any team has put together a run much better than four wins on the spin this season. Um, I, I can probably be proven wrong, but that's my kind of feeling. Is there's plenty of twists and turns to come yet? Leeds gave them a real fright on Saturday, didn't they? Um, sorry, uh, Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Monday. Um, and um, but the, the the problem is we've only got two out and out strikers. Wolves have got four out and out strikers. And and Nick, they can fit three of them in a, in in one game. They can play three of them. Whereas, you know, we, we only play one striker and then we play two wide men, but neither of them are strikers. When we had Donaldson, it was a little bit different because we had that other, you know, that other option to play him out wide. Um, whereas Wolves can literally, you know, they can play all three of them. They can play three of them if they want to. And we do have battering rams as well, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're, they're, but, they're, but they're not just battering rams. They've all got pace, haven't they, as well? Yeah, we do have wide men that are scoring goals, though. Yeah, our, our goals do come from elsewhere, but we, we, we rely on that. Yeah, the other, it's, it's, a, it's a different way. It is a different way, yeah. but I, I, I think I think we could do with 
two of their two of their players right now. Thanks, you know. Oh up, up yes, top. yes, yes, S- please, sit, yes, please. Sitting on the bench. Well, <laughs> we, 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 I, I, you know, I just think if we, if we had, we had a Dicko, um, um, we'd go up. Absolutely no disrespect to Tommy Smith, but you know, on Saturday, oh, sorry, I keep saying Saturday, sorry, on Monday when Tommy Smith came on, and you know, he, I like him and think he's a good player, but you know, when when you think who Wolves are able to pull on as a forward, and when who we're able to pull on as a forward, that shows the difference. He, he picked hotter out though, didn't he? Yeah. Very absolutely, yeah. That's why I mean, no disrespect, absolutely no disrespect. Yeah, I, Tommy Smith has done the job. For which he was brought in to do, and he's a he's a bloody good pro. But that's the problem. Bill, Bill touched on it earlier. When 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 we talk about us bringing better calibers of players in and, and improving, and, and and us sort of not not strengthening in the window, it does sound like we're we are we are moaning about certain individual players, and I I, I don't think that is the case. You know, just it, it is inevitable that we are looking to get better and better year on year and and um, there will be there will be players that you know get sold along the way and you know we we we, we will never forget this squad and what they've achieved this year but it, it's inevitable we we're not the only ones talking about strengthening the team for next year it's happening by 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 the owner it's happening by is it's happening by the manager if he stays you know they will be looking to improve this squad and that's all we're doing too so, question: Away from home, are we now a better team away from home than we are at home? Well, you you know the theory, I suppose, is that we play better when teams come at us, um, and we're good at hitting teams on the break. So, when we play away from home, the home team is more obligated to come at us. Um, when we play at home, the away team can sit back and pick us off when they want to. And and I think I don't think it's probably that more complicated than that. It may be. I mean, is it down to expectation? You know, do, do the players get nervous playing at home? I don't. I don't really think so. I just think it's it's more of this. Teams can sit back and and um, and pick us off. I think that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, if if you go to apart from one or two teams down the bottom, if we were, if we were you know going to Wigan again, or we were playing you know uh, Millwall again, teams that are kind of you know have a chance of surviving still. Um, they probably would park the bus at home, and you, you'd kind of understand why. But you know, if you go to um, most most stadiums up and down the country, they they are blocked for their home fans to try and win a game of football. Um, so you know, and that's that's when we it suits us. Uh, given I've been so negative this evening, I'll continue in that vein um, and just point out that uh, Wigan will have a new manager when they play us. Won't they? Um, and the, at least it won't be the second game that the new manager's taken up, given our track record this season. I, I, the, the, they've made the captain manager, haven't they? So I would imagine they'll stick with him, won't they? They made the ex captain. They made the ex captain manager. I think. I think he had retired. I'm not certain he was playing for them immediately. But anyway, I mean, just our record against teams that lose their manager and then replace them has not been brilliant this season. But anyway, sorry, we'll worry about that in three weeks' time. Yeah, let's let's look forward and not, not look back, Nick. You know, quite right. anyway. yeah, absolutely. Quite Come right. on, Nick. Right. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll but get this. Yeah. But anyway, listen. Got a big game at the weekend. Huge, huge game at the weekend. We know a bit about Derby, but we thought, listen, let's get a bit more information from the horse's mouth. 
the Punjabi Rams came down to Griffin Park, had a great time, we had a great time with them. We, we played very well in the second half and we beat the Derby. And we still had a few drinks in the pub afterwards. But we're going up there now. The, the slate is cleaned. And we're going to speak to the Punjabi Rams to see exactly what is going down at Derby. So, yes, big game on Saturday. And we've oh. got Mr. Bob from the Punjabi Rams on the line. His knees are trembling. A little bit nervous about Saturday's game, aren't you, Bob? Um, well, yeah, after the last uh, few games that Derby's gone through, you know, the last eight, we've only managed to get, what, six points? Um, and that was after a victory that only what, against Wigan last week. Yeah, that kind of makes uh, the points a little, look a little bit, bit better. But the last seven games, we only got three points, so quite worrying. Um, but and, and, yeah. and what's gone wrong? Because, I mean, you know, we saw you guys and, you know, earlier in the season, you were pretty confident. You, you know, you were even talking about possibly having a promotion party around this time and hasn't quite gone to plan, has it? Well, yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of injuries that we've sustained. Uh, losing quite a few key players like Bent, um, Martin. Obviously, Eustace, uh, when we played Leeds away, you know, was a bit of a blow as well because he was kind of like an anchor man in the middle for us. Um, but generally, you know, it's um, you know it's been tough for the last seven games, and uh, you know this this game against Brentford, oh, obviously, it makes it oh god, it's um, it's um, you know it's going to be a really tight game today uh, on Saturday. So um, you know, let's see. But uh, yeah, you know, bad results uh, from um, you know uh, lack of uh, decent players in the side, I believe. So, but uh, I mean, we're, we're getting back. I mean, you picked you picked it up obviously on Saturday against Wigan. Um, mm. Again, I wasn't at the game. You know, the reports I've heard, you know, you were okay, but you weren't again necessarily firing all cylinders. Is that, is that right? Well, that's right. I mean, first half especially, and. Um, um, we noticed when he brought Martin on that, the, you know, the two up front, you know, the, Martin holds the ball. Without Martin, you know, the, the you know the midfield players are coming and running onto it. They're not, they're, they're not even they're not either there. Nobody's holding the ball up. They don't get the uh, the ball up to the single front player that we have. Uh, but with Martin, he kind of holds the game up. Let's the midfield comes back, you know, and then the play comes from there. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think Martin was a big, 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 big uh, bonus for us. And when he came in on second half, uh, as, you, uh, as you're aware, you know, we, we, we managed to, you know, get the game in the bag, basically. So hopefully he makes a big improvement for us uh, on Saturday as well. I hope he starts. Um, and, and, I mean, there's all sorts of rumours going down as well. I mean... There's the talk of McLaren. I mean, there's even been talks of sort of kind of like sort of disharmony with the players in the dressing room and stuff like that. McLaren going to Newcastle, Warburton going to... I mean, there's all sorts of stuff going down. Do you think this might have affected you? Um, I'm not too sure. I think I think when, you know, when, it, when your team is as big as Derby County, you know, and, uh, you know, you're going to get these rumours flying around and uh, you don't know where these rumours start from. It could be uh, intentionally there to, to rock the boat a little bit, but... Uh, um, from all, all counts, uh, everything uh, seems to be very fine. And I know McLaren thing with Newcastle is uh, has been going on for a few months now, and um, McLaren's constantly denying it. So you know, who are we to believe? We have to believe the main man. So uh, at the end of the day, we just got to get on with it and see if we can uh, get into the 
the Premiership. It's going to be hard, you know. So we're kind of on the wayside a little bit. Um, we've uh, quite a few points away from the top two, three teams up there. But uh, you know, with the fixtures how they're looking, I know that some of the top teams are playing each other. You know, they've got you know some some of them have got a, a bit of a hard run up. But Derby. You know, football's a funny old game, you know. You could be playing the bottom league team and, you know, you, you could come out, you know, uh, embarrassed and get beat. But, you know, uh, let's see how it goes. Let's, uh, there's six, it's what, one, two, five, five games to go? Five games to go. And, and just as well, because there's five games to go. I mean, who are the other teams that you got to play? Well, we've got Brentford, obviously, on Saturday. Then we've got Blackpool at home, obviously. If Blackpool have anything to play for, obviously they're relegated now. We also got Huddersfield who beat Ipswich at the um, at the weekend, and then we got Millwall, and then we got Reading at the last game of the season. So we've got three games at home and two games away. Um, and, and and again, you know, we were talking about you guys beginning of the season. You came out of a place quite jovial, automatic mm. promotion. Yeah. Where are, you, where are you looking at now? Because you know some of them teams are looking. They're looking pretty hot, you know. Bournemouth are looking hot. Bournemouth have picked up some form. Borough, you know, they're Borough. You know what yeah. you're saying? Well, Billy, I mean, all we got to do is we just got to win all. Well, we're hoping to win all the games that we've got left, including the. I think the toughest one we've got is the one on Saturday with you guys, yeah, Brentford. Yeah, um, all we can concentrate is win our games. Um, the Borough, they got to play Wolves. They have got to play Norwich. You know, they're tough games, and they're both. They're both wanting to be up there as well. Norwich at the, you know, in the in the top two. You got Wolves, you know, trying to get into that playoff zone. So they're critical games for Borough. Um, Watford again, you know, they 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 they've got some tough teams to play, like Nottingham Forest. Hopefully they can do us a favour, you know. And um, and we, apart from apart from the injuries, going back to you know Derby's, you know Derby. I mean against Birmingham, you know, we were two 0 up with 88 minutes to go. And um, after 90 minutes, there's three extra added points, and then you know Birmingham equalised in the 96th minute. Well, you know, Clayton Donaldson, man, he was doing something for his old his old teammates there. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, yeah, middle. that's right. Yeah, you know, but uh, you know, it's, you know, we had some bad results going our way as well, where we should have buried the game, but we didn't. So uh, you know, all in all, it's left it to become one of the, uh, I believe, one of the best leagues in the world. You know what I mean? It's so exciting, you know. And Brentford, I mean, they've they've been playing absolutely awesome, you know. Um, you know, it's it, it's good to see a team like Brentford, you know, do 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 what they're doing, you know. And and the same with Bournemouth, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's nice to see these clubs doing what they're doing, and you know, change the picture of football. You know what I'm saying? Not the, you know, your normal teams that's up there. You got these, you know, you got these good teams, and I mean, like like Brentford, and and I hopefully, you know, if if we get automatic promotion, Brentford gets into the playoffs. You know what I mean? Uh, we'll see. So, listen, Bob, I'm going to ask you for two things. First of all, I want you to give us a score prediction for Saturday. Yes. OK. It's going to be, I think, 2-1 to Derby. OK. And then the second thing, I want you to give me a little rundown of those 1-6 to six places. What do you reckon? 1-6? to six. Yes. Right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm probably looking at uh, Derby being second, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at either Norwich to be Norwich or Bournemouth to be in the top there somewhere. Uh, you know, I can't even put my picture on it, mate. I, I, I think I think Bournemouth 
are good enough to go up. Norwich also, but I, I, I'm a, I'm thinking Derby's going to sneak in, especially with the runnings that uh, I mean Norwich has. Norwich have got, as I said, Middlesbrough to play as well, you know, and they've got people at the bottom that's still fighting for, you know, for, uh, to stay in the league, you know. Like, okay, you okay. So, so who are the two teams? Who are the two teams that are going to miss out then? Sixth and the seventh and eighth. Who are the two I think, teams? I, I, I think Wolves will miss out. Yeah. I think and the top the top six teams will be Derby, Borough, Watford, Norwich, Bournemouth, and Brentford. Okay, we'll, we'll see about that, man. But we're going to see you nice, bright, and early in Derby on Saturday morning. Pub's opening early for us. Bob, you've, you've pulled a few little strings, and you're going to open up. So it's lovely going to see you. We'll yeah. see you before the game. We'll it's see you after good. the game. Yeah, it's always good to see the bees. That's right, mate. Yeah, yeah. we had a good laugh when you came down. We'll see you after yeah. the game, and hopefully. Your score prediction is going to be completely and utterly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Billy. Looking yeah, forward to it. Right, man. Catch you later. Cheers, mate. Bye. Cheers. So that was the Punjabi Rams. We'll be seeing him bright and early Saturday morning. Oh, it, it does worry me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it really does. It's, uh, if they get an early goal... It could be really, really, oh, my God. Um, if we can quieten that crowd, then um, it could be a bit of an edgy game for them. Um, we've got to defend for our, like our lives depend on it on, on Saturday. Um, and then we've got to be clinical up top. Um, we're capable of going there and doing a job. You know, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't doubt I our would, ability. Uh, it's I... that they look, they, look, they look good against Wolves and, and lost. And they, they, they went to Wigan, which wouldn't have been an easy thing to do and come away with the points on, uh, on, Saturday, on Monday. So, um, yeah, we've got to be great. Personally, and I've said this before, I think and I always thought that Monday's game is going to be tougher than Saturday's. Not saying it's not going to be tough, but there was just something about that Forest game which was a bit of a banana skin. They were coming off the back of a decent run. They were buzzing, whereas Derby were on the downer. And I know they went up to Wigan. Word I said on the street, they didn't play particularly well, but they got the result, which is maybe the side of a, a, time, a side that's going up. But you know, they're not looking forward to us coming down at all because we really kind of did the business on them at our place. And uh, like I said to you, they play decent football, and I'm, I'm actually looking forward to playing a side that actually plays decent football, so that we can actually go out there and actually knock the ball about and do our thing. So I think it could be a fantastic game on Saturday. I'm rather the reverse of Dave. I think if we can get the early goal, and we should go out all to get that early goal, Derby will get really nervous. The crowd will get the home crowd will get on their back, and I think we could really capitalise on that. So I would say, and this is why I'll never be a professional football manager or a football manager of any site. Let's go. Let's go for it um, right from the kickoff and try and get that early goal. Um, because then I think we could end up, you know, um, doing a bit of a pasting of Derby. I'm, I'm, I'm quite intrigued to see. I think in the second half on Monday, they played Chris Martin, who's just come back from injury, and Darren Bent together. And um, I, the one thing I would say about put those two together, I don't think they're going to have a lot of pace, and that might play into our hands, hopefully. Um, so I am reasonably optimistic. Ah, what about you? What do you about you? What do you think is going to happen? Um, I'm, like I said to you, I'm more confident that we were on 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 Monday. However, I still think that a draw would be a very good result. Um, 
obviously it depends on how we play. I can't see us losing. I think it's more than likely we'll get a draw, but I think we may actually sneak it because we're going to be slightly potty for it. And I think they might be a bit nervous. I, I think it's a good thing they won Monday as well because there was going to be a backlash at some point from them, wasn't it? Because they were losing games, drawing games. Now they got that win, you know. Now they've got that win. Maybe they'll sort of relax a little bit on Friday, on um, Saturday. Sorry, <clears throat> they're always everybody's playing different days of the week, aren't they? Which is going to make it difficult. I, I, I think that um, Derby are due a wobble. They're having a wobble. Brentford are due a win, um, and let's go for it. I can't see us doing anything but winning at Derby. Oh. Score prediction then, Nick? Score prediction for me is 2-1, Brentford. Laney? 2-2. Yeah, lot. 1-0, Brentford. And myself, I'm going to go for 1-0. Um, just quickly, did anyone get the scores right against Fulham? Almost I- Almost. Almost. Bloody, oh, three, bloody three Jota one. ruined it. Jota bloody ruined it for us. Yeah. <laughs> it was that last minute, last minute goal yet again. You know, God dear. Plus, plus five minutes does, doesn't count though. You know, game should only be 93 plus three. Tell, so that, to the, tell that to the bookies. <laughs> That's right. So listen, right, okay, well, all fairly reasonable that we're going to get the, the show back on the road up at Derby. So uh, up uh, bright and early on Saturday, aren't we, lads? We are. Bill, can I just introduce a serious note at this point, which yes. is to all the, all the travelling Bees fans, yes. we have all got to be singing and getting behind our team. And if for some reason you feel not able to sing, and I quite understand why, or get involved in the atmosphere, you might want to swap your seat with somebody who will want to sing and get into the atmosphere. Um, and let's all work out a good system so that the team have real support on Saturday and we're heard loud and clear around the world. Well, I think that's a good call there, Nick, as well. I think the plus side of it is that, you know, because the allocation isn't sold out, I think there'll be plenty of place for people to move around in the stands on Saturday. So I think the back of the stands is going to be pretty lively. And I think, you know, just like Norwich... Um, you know, we took a thousand up there, and that was you know one of the livelier games of the season. So I think that's a, that's a good call. Um, and like I said to you, you know, the, the crew that are going up are going to be potty for it. So uh, I don't think there's going to be any problems with that at all. Good, good. Well, I look so, forward to being one of the potty ones. Excellent. So anyway, listen on the train on Saturday. We'll see you guys there. Just want to say this is Besotted Pride of West London podcast. Besotted.co.uk, you can catch out all our things and also subscribe on audioboom.com, Besotted and iTunes, Besotted. Press that button. And also you can see our videos on Besotted 1992 on YouTube. Early train on Saturday, all the way up from King's Cross, 1,000 or 200 bees on the road to Derby. They're not looking forward to us coming up there. We're going to make lots of noise and we're going to go for the three points. Come on, you bees. You bees. You bees. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.